wonder what Perth will look like in 2023. Russell Clark is the CEO. He's been good enough to join us. And what's been a pretty tough week for the club. Never an easy decision to make a move on a, a senior coach. Gary Moss and the club came to the conclusion that uh, they would not continue their relationship beyond 2022. And uh, Russell Clark, good enough to join us, the CEO here on Sports Breakfast this morning. Russell, good day. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for your time. It is a tough week when you have to make a call on a senior coach. Uh, how tough a call was it for you and, and for uh, the, the powers that be at Perth? I think we probably need to correct that a little bit, Jacob. Um, <clears throat> just let you know the process. So there's, you know, Gary approached the football executive committee some six to eight weeks ago um, asking what the future looked like. And uh, we explained that there was still quite a bit left in the season at that point. Uh, another further eight rounds to be played in two blocks of four. So then another four weeks ago, we met again with Gary and he was still seeking a club position, which we didn't have at that time. And we advised him that we would have a formal position for him prior to the end of the season and after the West Coast Eagles game, which left another couple of weeks. At that point, uh, we met with Gary on Monday morning and Gary's contract expires this year. And at that point in time, we advised Gary that we weren't going to simply just extend the contract, that we <clears throat> would like to go out to the market and uh, see what... <clears throat> was available during to, obviously, our performances, notwithstanding COVID and injuries that all clubs go through, and uh, that we strongly encourage Gary to apply and go through that process of application. And, and obviously, if we want anyone to apply for this role to prove why they are the best person to take the football club forward in 2023. Uh, Gary asked for some time. He took some time over the next few hours to make calls to the people that he needed to make those calls to, and then called the club and informed us that he did not wish to go and apply and go through that process and that he would step down immediately. And we respect Gary's decision. OK, uh, thank you for the clarification on that. I guess people listening might wonder, well, uh, uh, he's been in the role for two years, the wins haven't been there and you've made the call that you're not going to extend his contract, but to make him go through the process again, is, is that the right process to go through, do you think, as a football club? If the players drop from the league side, do we expect them to go back and work hard and come back and present themselves as to why they should be selected back in the senior team? And that's a process that we do every week. Uh, at the end of the day, that's a process. We've got to do our due diligence, Jacob. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy in football. And I've been around the waffle now on and off over 34 years. And we all go through tough times in the industry. And that was the position that we took to ensure that we had the best person for the role. And, uh, and that will be our intent going forward. And if that was Gary, that would have been Gary. What kind of a coach does the Perth Football Club need, Russell? It's been another challenging year for the reasons you mentioned and more on field. The club, I think, is in a pretty solid position off the field. But what does the, the club need as far as a senior coach to take the, the club forward? Well, we are, haven't finalised those criteria, but obviously there's a number of factors involved in that, and that is a developing type coach because, let's face it, we don't have a draft. Um, we, we can't just go out and get the best talent available. We have to do it through the zone. And... Um, you know, so a lot of it's got to come within, and we don't have the volume of talent that some other clubs get year in, year out, coming through their junior sisters, but we do believe we've got some very good young talent starting to come through our Colts and our Futures program. But uh, obviously we're going to need a development coach, we're going to need a, a coach that's all of club, and, and I'm not saying that Gary wasn't any of those either. I'm saying that we want someone that is going forward, who's the best person that will suit the criteria that will be set and formalised over this week. Do you look at the whole football program or are you quite happy with that? I mean, last year you had a lot of injuries and you looked at different aspects there and made changes. Again, there's been a lot of injuries. Are there other aspects that you've got to look at? Well, we'll do a whole club um, volume, but we're all moving in one direction. I mean, there were 
you know, the 12th of January, we, we believed that we would have a midfield uh, with Braden Ainsworth on one wing, Brady Gray in the middle, Josh Smith on another wing, Dalton Langlands and Corey Burners, our two on ballers outside a rack of Dakota Baldwin right. And of those five midfielders, we've got Corey Byrne left. So, yes, it has been difficult with injury and those things and other reasons for why those players haven't played this year. And that, that, that just challenges our depth. And as I've said before, we don't have the sheer volume of numbers coming through each year that are pushing up into senior footy. I mean, we've blooded four Colts players this year into senior football um, and they've acquitted themselves quite well. It, uh, it's a whole-of-club approach and, and you know, we'll continue to build on what we're trying to build. I think we have, at the moment, somewhere around 24 players aged 20, between 23 and 18 that have played league football, so we'll continue to build that base. Russell, I go back to the injury part of it. I mean, they've been an issue for, well, especially last year. You've made changes. Uh, the injuries that have occurred this year, are they just like contact injuries or has it a bit, been a little bit different? Uh, are you satisfied yeah. that the changes you've made are OK? Look, yeah, last year a lot of our injuries were soft tissue. Yep. Um, and, and we had uh, Glenn Stewart do a complete review of our, our program and he recommended some amendments to that and some training changes, we changed the days in which we trained on and bits and pieces, but this year there are a lot more impact injuries and you know, um, a young kid in the name of Jaden Hunter is a 6'4 four key forward we thought was going to have a real big year and it's a kid that certainly could be on an AFL radar in the first practice match in the first five minutes at an ACL so that's his season yeah, over yeah. and Declan Grocott, another 194, 90kg midfielder we've got a lot of time for things, he's going to be a really good player for us, broke his ankle in the pre-season hasn't played all year Oscar Morecambe, another of our coming through Colts. Probably these were the three boys from our Colts system over the last year or two. But we had big things for Oscar. Had an um, operation, a broken wrist, and hasn't played a game this year. So, you know, those compact-type injuries, pre-season doesn't have any impact on that. Russell Clark is with us, uh, CEO of the Perth Football Club. Uh, Gary Moss departing as uh, head coach on Monday. Uh, Stephen Armstrong will coach the remaining two games of the 2022 Waffle season. Uh, Russell, a lot of talk... Uh, maybe externally, I'm not sure how much internally discussion there is regarding the Demons and a potential alignment with West Coast. Um, um, is that something that the club will at least explore or at least look at in the off-season, or is it something you're not willing to entertain? hasn't been discussed in, in our circles, and uh, it's not something the club would entertain at this point in time. I believe West Coast are committed to a team next year, and we're committed to our, our players from our regions and, their, and our teams that we currently have. So no talk internally on that at the moment. Perth fans, I think, will be happy to hear that. Uh, Harry Quartermain's one who's really benefited from some opportunity this year. He's he's um, a key forward and, and uh, could have kicked a big bag on the weekend against the Eagles, but he's been a reliable goal kicker for you. So there have been a few players that you've been able to find this year, Russell. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Harry's uh, he's had a really big year and he's done a lot of work on his fitness and, and his shape and strength. And, uh, you know, he's, he's kicking a couple of goals every game. And, yes, he could have kicked eight uh, last week. He finished with three five. But, uh, look, there, there's always uh, positive stories in every season. And uh, Harry's come through. He's been exciting. Young Daniel Hill, he, he played some really good football in the couple of games he played before he got a cracked rib. Uh, young Regan Hill's another one. There's only a 19-year-old coming through that... Uh, that showed that he can play at it this level and, and maybe potentially more if we can keep him on the park. He's had a lot of injuries and obviously a state cricketer as well. And I thought last week Baxter Phillips just showed some really clever things in, in what he's been doing um, in, through the Colts program and coming up. And uh, he was very good. He joined the first kick, first goal club uh, in his first game, which was fantastic. And young uh, Damien Sinclair, he, he's come through our program, the younger brother of Michael, and 
Damien um, has come through Colts Reserves into league football this year. So, yeah, there's always some positive stories. I think Corey Burns had another stellar year and uh, Matthew Taylor's had a really solid year as well. Uh, Russell, the, the, the thing about obviously developing juniors is also keeping your experienced players. How, do you, how are you situated with that to maintain your, 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 your squad? Well, I haven't had discussions with any of those guys at this point in time. It's at the end of the day, I'm the CEO, I'm not the football operations yep. manager. So um, we don't have a lot of senior older players. I mean, obviously, Fraser and Michael is our two co-captains, and uh, Andrew Fisher is one of the more senior players, and Matty Taylor, Corey Byrne. Um, but, you know, we, retention is important. You know, you can't build anything if you're constantly trying to replace. We need to have some retention, and you know, those conversations will be had between the football team, uh, football manager and the players, and... Uh, Obviously, whoever the new coach is going to be, and uh, hopefully we get a full retention of those players. So you mentioned the criteria is going to be set in the next few days, and, and no doubt applications will start from from there. It's still a very appealing position with where Perth are based there at Mineral Resources Park, and I guess the the hope and the dream of, of taking Perth back to finals and and premiership glory. I'd imagine as a club you'd anticipate a lot of applications for such a role. Look, I, I don't know what will happen. I mean, there's only ten coaching jobs in the waffle. The stepping stone of the state league position. Um, we hope there's plenty of applications through that process. Um, you know, it's uh, we, we did play the senior final two seasons ago and, and won a reserves premiership last year, so it hasn't been all doom and gloom in the last couple of years, boys. And to finish, the, and the footy commission, uh, we're about to hear from Scott Baker and, and Luke Sanders, there's been a realigning of, of zones and I think Perth has benefited from that. There's a couple of clubs that are now within your zone moving forward. How important could that be down the track? Because it's something that Perth really has been slighted by with its zoning of recent times. Is that significant for the club, Russell? Uh, I'd, I'd be careful using the word significant. Um, it's a metro realignment um, that would hand us some six or 700 participants between the ages of 5 and 18. Um, and, of course, the timings of when the age cut-off is decided on before the players that are currently in that zone are no longer zoned to the, the original Waffle Club. So it could be two or three years before we see any significant, any impact on our Colts program. But in that time frame, I think it's important to remember our country zone goes from Donga out the back of Three Springs, Morrowa, Mora, down through to Kellerburn, Tamman, Beverly, back through Querriting, York and, and, and Northern. And whilst we have one of the largest country zones, we have one of the lowest populated country zones. We have very few Colts uh, teams in our country zone. In fact, we don't have Colts teams in a number of them. Um, and so... That no one's sort of moving out into the country. I was at Morrowa on Monday night for the BNF, and it was a wonderful presentation from the North Midlands um, Football League and the other winter sports. Um, but even talking to the presidents up there, how a lot of clubs now are paying big money, you know, around five hundred to six hundred dollars a game to players who are, are at best probably reserve players at waffle level and/or retiring senior players. Uh, I think one of the strongest teams out in our Evan League has got a number of ex-waffle players playing for them. But they're going to fork that out just to have a football team. So over the next five to ten years, that's going to get tougher and tougher, and our country zone will continue to shrink in numbers, not in physical geographical size, but certainly in numbers. Um, and my personal view is that zoning is not an equalisation strategy. Um, zoning, unfortunately, uh, probably causes the inequality that goes on at the moment. Russell, always appreciate your time and your candidness here on Sport FM, and good luck in the, uh, the process that started for a new senior coach. Yeah, appreciate that, uh, Wayne and Jacob. Thank you for your time. Russell Clark joining us, the CEO of the Perth Football Club. Uh, in what is always a challenging week when a coach departs, 
and uh, as Russell outlined, the reasons why and how it came to be there. Hopefully Demons fans took something out of that. Uh, no interest in aligning with West Coast was probably the big talking point out of that chat with Russell Clark this morning.